Welcome to Ticket to Gamehenge, the podcast that discusses the science behind how to get your friends and family to love our favorite band, Fish, as well as other fish-related topics from the community. You can grab a free chapter of the book at TicketToGameHenge.com. My name is Adam, and joining me as always is my good buddy, Dr. K. All right, and here we are. Once again, back at it. Uh, that was musical. I like that one. It was almost like an Oprah. Here we are. You get fish tickets and you get fish tickets. Unless you're going to Tahoe, which which uh, apparently there are uh, wildfires closing in on Tahoe, Nevada, and ticket prices on StubHub and all these other places are dropping faster than uh, the Enron stock circa 2000, <laughs> whenever that happened. Um yeah, so that's that's an interesting thing that's on the news. Obviously, uh, uh, the, the the pandemic rages on, and there's cancellations happening all around the world for different things. And yeah, um, yeah so I think there's a lot of people worried out there, especially with the COVID protocols changing for the upcoming shows. Which Fish isn't the only band that's done that. A lot of other bands have done the same type of thing. So that's going on. Uh, we're in the middle of a of a short little break, a breather. Let's call it. Maybe, as we said last week, going into the last five shows, the last time we chatted, uh, a much-needed breather, which I've been enjoying a little bit. So, um, yeah. How you doing, buddy? Sorry. Good. No, no, it's okay. That was a great intro. It's um, it's just interesting how human nature works. You know, I, I am spending my my time because, I, I mean, it's looking more and more uncertain as things are, are moving forward. Um so I'm just spending my time feeling grateful that what we just got, we got. Yeah, you know? I agree with that. Yeah, for sure. Like there was there was some. Um, uh, I think they took unnecessary. I think the boys, first of all, I think they were excellent. Uh, I think they took some unnecessary heat for the moments where they were not excellent. Uh-huh. Which, which, by the way, there's always been moments where they haven't been excellent. Yes. You know. And 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 I, I still don't understand it, but yet you know that doesn't that won't stop people from from doing it. But uh, yeah, I'm just feeling grateful because there's a lot there's a lot there there's a lot to unpack. Yeah, there really is, you know. Um, um, and and you're right. I mean, it, it's it's a very classic example of uh, getting punished for doing well, right? So you lift the expectations. Um, like a Tom Hanks will never win another Oscar because he's expected to be Oscar worthy in every single movie that he's in. Every time, right. Right. And 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 the expectations of Fisher are so high, especially coming off of a long break. Right. I would compare that to big hyped TV shows like Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones when they're heading into those last seasons and the longer gap between the penultimate season, one of my favorite words. I know. Um, the anticipation and hype around those things builds and builds and builds and builds. And it's just, we've talked about this. It's just not everything can live up to that expectation. So when you go in with the open mind, knowing full well that you're going to see an authentic band giving everything they've got and doing something that they absolutely love, what more can you ask for? And I think it's it's a little bit more memorable, those flubs and those goofs and those things, those things that they tried and didn't work to say I was at that show. You know, especially if you've been to a lot of them, uh, to expect perfection is not what they expect out of themselves. They can give two shits. So, whatever. I think uh, I agree. I also think that it's um, it's admirable um, how I mean, either they completely ignore it, which I don't think is true, uh, but how well they handle the pressure. Is there pressure? 
I'm not sure. I really don't know. That's what I mean. I don't know how, I don't know how in touch. Um, and there's been no record or no evidence of any of this, like how in touch these guys are with like what's being said about them. Like, do they read the comments? Do they listen to stuff like I've yet to do. Listen to this. Have you seen how many times we we've said or done something, and then within days or weeks, what we were talking about comes to? I'm 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 kidding, of course, but that's happened a few times. I asked for son of a mule last Tuesday, got it Tuesday night. Of course, of course, of course, the the four people that listen to this podcast every week are not my mom, my wife, and <laughs> your wife, and maybe one of your kids. My wife does not listen, dude. Dude, I live with this woman. I, I've, I've watched all 14 of these shows that have come up so far. She has watched maybe a total of 90 seconds as she's come down here to say, hey, I'm going to bed. Okay, have a great night. And, you know, she's engaged. She's asking how it's going. She's asking what's like. And I'm telling her about the highlights and lowlights, if there really are any. But, um, yeah, so <laughs> my wife does not listen to this. I don't think. She's never brought it up. She's too busy listening to uh, big-time podcasts. Big, big-time yeah. stuff. So, obviously, the, my point is, obviously, the four people that are listening are Trey, John, Mike, and Paige. <laughs> And they're like those two assholes from Canada are right. We need to play this song. That's clearly what's going on here. Yeah, although I, we haven't heard "Time Turns Elastic," so I don't think they're listening. Um, but no, but I really, I really wonder. Like, I, I'm sure they've seen stuff. I also, I would guess that it is cured for them. I bet you that they have somebody on their team that that sees all the stuff. It's like, hey, you should check this one out. Sure. Sure. Uh, gotta be. I mean, I, I, but I like how tight knit that seems to be that there really isn't any knowledge of what those meetings and, and conversations look like and, and how in touch they are with all that stuff. Like I was wondering today when I saw that post about how all of these graphics and ticket stubs for these shows for this tour, when combined, make a larger picture. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Is the band aware of that? Or is that just somebody in their management team and creative that just goes, yeah, we're just going to run off and do this? Or is that something that's coming from the band to say, hey, you know, it would be cool if we did this with our ticket stubs? I don't know. See, I think for stuff like that, I think the creative stuff, I think they are, um, I think, I think they have a say. I think they oh. would want to have a say. Yeah. FYI, we're thinking about doing this. What do you guys think? Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> it could be as simple as yeah, that. Yeah, that's a great idea. I want so-and-so to do the art and I want it around this certain theme. Sounds reasonable, right? Mm. Sounds reasonable to how to how Trey kind of runs the show with everything else, right? Like you're getting another musician on stage. We're going to play songs that are conducive to how this person plays and we're going to let them play whatever they want because they're an individual. Mm. Mm -hmm. that sounds more like a philosophy to me right that sounds like a hey we're hiring you as an artist for the band so because we like what you create so the theme is this go create something mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah you're probably right about that it's uh yeah i think i think as a as a guy in my work as an operator i i'm always curious about the operations of things you know and i i said last week i haven't done the math uh but I'm going to do it just watching all the people that are involved in the operation in the credits at the end of the shows have you watched that by the way, have you gone to the end where it has? No, I, to be honest, I forgot. 
I can queue it up for you. I can put it up right now. Um, but that wouldn't be great for listeners to <laughs> us to be watching a video. <laughs> Listen to us watching a video. That's right. That's right. Of like, this sounded like a laser beam carving out the iconic fish logo on a black uh, background. No, but now that you brought it up again, I'll watch it. I'll bring it up. I'll, gonna, after, after we're done, I'll put up a show and I'll watch the credits. I think you only have the last show expires today to be able to watch it. Okay. So I'm pretty sure you got to do it today. Um, if not, it, it'll be up on the gorge. There's a couple. There's a couple on there that they're keeping up. Hey, I think some of the ones that they like better. Oh yeah. Yeah well, yeah. Heck now, that might be a rewatch. Yeah, there's a couple up there. I think. Oh, I, think I think one of the nights from Deer Creek is up. Nice. And uh, one of the nights from Nashville, the one that was really good. Yeah. Um, just sort of along the theme that we're talking about, about the mistakes and sort of the, the attitude of it all. I, I just sort of flagged a post that I saw and it was really, really basic. It says, my review of the AC run. Was the music great? Yes. Was the music perfect? No. Was the venue perfect? No. Was the venue great? Yes. <laughs> is my heart as full as an ice cold fatty on the AC boardwalk? Yes. And then the comments underneath there were like, agreed. Like what a, what a great venue, how lawless the boardwalk was. People were coming and going, doing whatever the hell they wanted to do. Ton of people there. I didn't realize the scope of how big that, that show was. Massive man. Yeah. Yeah. There's a guy that I work with that uh, his favorite band is Talking Heads. Okay. He's our age. He's been a drummer in bands, all this other stuff, knows about fish, hasn't listened to them since like the 90s. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've been sending him clips. And uh, I sent him one of the Atlantic City clips. Um, uh, I think Carini, but yeah, the last second set opener from the other yeah. night. And uh, he was like, holy shit. He goes, holy shit, look at all the people. I'm like, buddy, they're like the best kept secret in music. If they're not a secret in a weird way. Um, so I'm curious to see where that goes because he's uh, he liked it a lot, liked it. He's my uh, he's my loss prevention guy. He looks like Bane. He wears a Bane style mask at work, and he's built like a brick shit house. So nicest guy though. Nicest guy. Brick shit house. I haven't heard that one in a long time. No, a brick shit house. What is a brick shit house? <laughs> what is that? Called? That's made out of bricks, man. I guess so, but. <laughs> how is the how is the comparison for a person anyway um but yeah I, you know i was thinking about that every time they uh, uh were doing that drone shot coming out over the ocean right like right above the shore and you could see the boardwalk and the ferris wheel and all that stuff going on i thought yeah what a what a what a cool place to be for a few days um and can't imagine the gallimaufry of stories and experiences that happen at that right like the four guys are getting up on stage for three hours to play music I hope they're really aware of what they're really giving people by inviting them to something like that. They're doing their part by, by playing, but all the things that happen to all the people at those events and things and stories that you see, it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, so I, think, I mean, I think, um, I think you can say yes to that because they grew up experiencing the same kind of music, mm -hmm. right? Yep. It's like a lot of them have been to a lot of shows and maybe even some festivals as kids growing up. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of evidence of, you know, like the one story Trey told where his daughters put together a, a booklet with like all the people that got married because they met their partner at a fish show, for example. Yeah, 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 it's, it is crazy, right? And I guess that happens in life too. You know, you kind of move through things and you meet people, you work with people and you forget about how all that kind of comes together. But yeah, pretty amazing. And it sounds like the overriding theme was, um, 
lot scene is great. Uh, fans are great. A lot of, lot of, lot of noobs posting about like first time experience. I'm hooked. I'm, I'm going to start following them. How do I, how do I go on tour cheap? How do I figure it out? Like, and then the more experienced people weighing in and helping that. That's really, really nice to see because just before we logged on, we were talking about how critical some fans are and how, you know, hateful some of them can be. But um, not seeing a ton of that where I look. I don't know. We're just people, man, right? Like fish fans are, are, are no different. They're just people that like fish. So there's the dickheads and there's the, the kind ones that are actually caring. Mm-hmm. And I feel really bad for somebody who's trying to go follow fish around in 2021 because like when you compare how cheap things were in the 90s, it's like a whole different uh, whole different ball game, man. Yeah, you're talking what, 30, $30, $40 tickets on the expensive once they really got going. You know, when you see the odd photo of somebody posting a stub from 91, 92, 93, 15 bucks, 10 bucks, you know, you also had, along with other bands for that price. Like, we also had at that time, Mike Gordon was the manager of the band, you know, he was taking the phone calls. So there wasn't a, a team of like, yeah. you know, apparently like hundreds of people that like get paychecks from doing this stuff. Yeah. Speaking of Mike, how much of a rock star has that guy become? An A. His look has totally evolved. Like I look at him now, he's got more. He's got rings on his fingers that he didn't have before. The scarf is kind of coming and going. He's wearing tees that are coming up and showing more arm than he has. And he's showing up the pipes. He's uh, yeah. Mike's Mike's like a renaissance man. I uh, I think I'm just I'm just thinking if you had to pick any one of the four to have a lunch with, who would you want to sit down with? Oh, because I'm a guitar player, it would be Trey. Detroit. Yeah. yeah. What about you? I was just gonna say maybe Mike, because I think he he might be the most interesting. Um, but I think he also might be one of the most difficult to get in a rhythm of conversation with. I think Trey would be mo- the most easygoing person, and, may- and maybe Fishman to just kind of hang out and talk about whatever. Yeah. I get. I, I would get the sense that Mike would would want to keep it a little bit more sophisticated and highbrow. But that's just my impression or you know like you could end up talking but i also feel like you could bring up like the weirdest topic like chihuahua breeds and he would know like a shit ton about that you know yeah maybe maybe yeah i think uh you know we we, we've said it time and time again it's one of the things that's so endearing about this band is their personalities right that even it is so you know you can see that come through on stage in different scenarios and 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 all the different types of content we've been able to get over the years it's uh they're endearing they're endearing and you can see why they get along and why they love it um yeah the acceptance of it all too right you know you can see it on stage i'm trying to think of an example and i won't be able to come up with one but when it starts to kind of go off and you can see stop and go no trees doing something different but all right let's just let's just go with like there's no resistance there they just accept it all and go with the flow it's cool yeah i agree i agree i think you know it's i I was wondering the other day because you know it's it's monumental that uh the dead and company are a thing when you lose your spiritual father, right, of the dead. Sure. And, and really the, the, the principles that those guys lived for, you know, this idea that the music never stops was more powerful than like, because, I mean, of, of the original members of the Grateful Dead still in the Dead and Company, I'm pretty sure it's just Bobby Weir at this point. Yeah, was Kreutzmann an original? Oh, and, and Kreutzmann, yes. Is it Kreutzmann or Kreutzmann? Sorry. I, I heard Kreitzman, so I say oh, okay. Kreitzman. I, I would defer to you. 
Yeah, so two members, right? Which means that yeah, Mickey Hart was later, right? Mickey Hart's still playing with them, but he he was added later, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mickey, uh, so three, right? Because I think Phil is Phil's unhealthy, mm -hmm. and uh, Jerry died, and all the keyboard players I think are 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 have died the original ones. Um. Anyways, my point is is um, they were able to replace Jerry Garcia, which is an amazing feat, and I don't think it's going to be possible when uh when the inevitable happens to fish agree i think there'll there'll be like a led zeppelin i mean pretty much like when bottom died it was like okay that's it like we we can't this with the heart and soul of this band i mean you, you know it's uh but we say that and who knows i mean i i don't want to think about it and it's it's ironic you bring that up because i had that thought a couple of times because i was yeah. like i don't want to call him old man trey but trey's looking like a grandpa man like he's they're aging. They're getting up there. As Mike seems to kind of get a little bit younger, um, like the amount of times that you know, and like what I love about Trey, he doesn't care about any of that shit. He's just committed and he's in the zone. But there are times where he looks old, yeah. <laughs> and, and it just makes you think, like, okay, their their time is limited. And you know, uh, uh, coming back to how precious and how thankful we got to be. That's, yeah. I had that thought a couple times. Didn't go too deep down that rabbit hole at all. I didn't want to go go to that place. But uh, yeah, it crossed my mind a couple times, you know? Um, I mean, again, I think I think Led Zeppelin is a, is a great example because they've gotten together a couple times. They've had a couple shows. I think you know, they did the one-off, the celebration day. Wasn't it yeah. just the one? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Great. And they, but yeah. they were bottom sun playing. That's a different kind of thing. It wasn't just some fanboy lack of a better term <laughs> you know i know but it wasn't he's not he's not john bonham of course not which is why you know which which is which is why i guess we'll see what the legacy of the band really is right because john mayer is fantastic but he's not jerry garcia yeah you know, so to be able to incorporate john mayer into that band yeah. and you know and still produce something that's awesome yeah Nope. Yeah. Well, I think ultimately, as long as Trey's around and can perform, even if the others go or can't, we'll still hear Fish songs. He'll find people to play with, even if he's playing by himself. He clearly has a need. Well, that's obvious, there. right? That's obvious that that will happen. You know, so until Trey goes, we'll we'll hear those songs. Just maybe not with all four when that inevitable point comes. So yeah, oh, it's shitty to talk about, but again. The element of time and the fact that it's limited makes it all worthwhile. It's what gives it purpose and meaning. Without it, it wouldn't matter at all. Who cares if you've been to 500 shows, 10,000 shows? Like, it wouldn't matter. So, um, yeah. Anyway, um, let's talk highlights. Any, uh, any highlights from you that you want to bring up from the last five shows? I've got, I've got one in particular that I want to play you. Well, you go first. You go first. Yeah. Uh, so this is from, I'm going to queue it up here. Um, I don't know if you caught this. So this, this is this is the last show, Sunday night, Atlantic City, night three. Uh, open with the landlady, which, um, if I'm not mistaken, first time played since the opener of the end of the 2019 summer tour. Yeah, I think you're uh, right. Um, speaking of openers, by the way, nobody's won our game yet. We've come close a couple times, uh, both of us. Yeah. Uh, um, but there has been some surprise openers, some really surprise openers. Uh, you sexy thing. Cars, trucks, and buses. Cars, trucks, and buses. A slow llama. Holy snap and crap. Really, really good. Yeah, that um, one. What's that? 
that one was good yeah um what else has been a is that it anyway so go ahead after landlady you know what they did do you remember yeah landlady went into mama dance i, I believe no so there was a, a quick two minute sense and subtle sounds Right, they did the intro, Sense and Subtle Sounds intro. Yes, but did you catch at the end of The Landlady? Like, look, I don't know if you were able to hear Trey like talking on stage. Uh, no, play it. Okay, okay. I'll see if, uh, I'm not sure if this is going to be in the right spot. Well, I'm not sure yet, but let me. Okay, let me just cue it up a little bit. I hope this will play into the next, next screen here. All right. Share sound, bam. Good old technology. All right, so this is the end of the landlady. Okay, so you probably couldn't hear it, but I'll bet when you play this back and listen to it on headphones, you'll be able to. He calls it out. I heard him say MoMA dance. And I was like, oh, we're going to play MoMA dance. I got all jacked up. And then they started sensing subtle sounds. And I was like, oh, this isn't what he said. But then, of course, two minutes later, I went, holy shit. Like when they, I was, I loved it. I, like I, it, was what, it was such a silly little thing, but the way that he called it out, I don't know, man. It got me going. It was great. It was <laughs> fucking awesome. Um, yeah, so I hope you can hear that back. And I'm sure others others caught that too. It'd be interesting to be in the front row up on the rail and hearing hearing that kind of stuff happening, right? Because you hear it from time to time and all the shows that you listen to over the years, like you can hear them call out something. Uh, but to hear it more consistently would be would be would be pretty neat. I catch it. Um, I catch it sometimes. So there's been uh, I caught it the other night when they closed the first set with Yem. Mm. Um, because they shot the one shot over Fishman's shoulder. Yeah. And yeah. then Trey turned around and you could see a mouth. Yeah. You could see a mouth yeah. Yeah. I know that they'll use like signals too, right? Like they'll use like different um not sign language, but different things. Like like apparently like this is bug. So they're gonna okay. yeah, they'll rub the arm. <laughs> yeah. Seen uh, somebody, something I read like a year ago posted multiple short snippets of that happening and then, yeah. bug, and then bug playing, which uh, I love. That oh, song. dude, how many, how many shows and how like focused do you need to be to pick up on like cues like that? Gotta be a hardcore fan. You gotta, you gotta care. And I don't know, I think, but I also think that some people just have an innate ability to have to pay a little bit more attention to those details than others. They catch those things. They, well, I think you have to, I, I, I think for something like that, you'd have to understand how music works and uh, you know, like what cues they're actually using to, mm -hmm. you know, why they would need a, a sleeve tug versus a verbal. Mm, yeah. You know, I'm sure there's reasons for all of these things. Mm -hmm. You know, you just remind me of, uh, I'm, I hope I'm going to explain this well, something that I've experienced a lot. Like I, as you know, I don't play. I just, I just, you know, I listen to a lot of music. 
Um, and I've been going back, you know, listening to every show since the start of 3.0. And I just finished the first half of the summer leg from 2012, which oh, by the way, you're getting there. man. It's getting better and better. Uh, as we all know, it's going to. Um, and there are times where there's just a break in between this song and that song. And I don't know what's playing, right? I go in blind, but I know what's coming next. Like yeah. I can, I don't want to say I can feel it, but I can feel it. But I know it's probably having, having something to do with they play this, these songs and this sequence before. It's this chord that's making me think it's going to transfer. Yeah. There. But I almost feel like I, it's got to be this song. And then sure enough, that's the song that plays. Like I knew second set opener was going to be uh, Karini on Sunday night. Not, and it was just like as they're walking and I wasn't thinking the day of or the morning of. It was just as they're walking, I'm like, they're going to play Karini. I just knew it. And there it was. Yeah, so you bring up an interesting point, right? That's compositional in a way that's compositional theory. It's not, you know, yeah, fish does things, fish do, fish does whatever they want. Yes and no, right? Like I remember talking about this on like an earlier episode with you, like there's certain structure and there's rules that they obey, right? To get the effect that they want to get. Like it's all composed in Trey's mind. It's a story and it, it, follows a certain line of thinking and logic yeah yeah okay right so like some like certain songs like when you when you send me some of the jams and you're like how did you know that mm -hmm. like certain jams sound a certain way and typically have certain themes like it's really hard to you know completely alter a beat of a song right like a rhythm of a song like the 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 two are are incompatible that's why when that happens in a fish jam or a fish song it happens gradually over time it doesn't just you instantly know change yeah it does instantly change it's a composition it's planned it's, it's yeah not, it's and it and it's and it's planned because it it'll sound a certain way to the listener versus oh my god that sounded like terrible because those two things are incompatible in any way mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. gotcha all right um coming back to highlights uh i want to talk about yem from the other night yeah um so yeah where do i begin i think we never really came back to it uh, uh but it's 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 probably the fishiest fish song really is i think you know when you think, I, think of you could, I was listening because they played reba earlier yeah. it, i i was i was going to make the case for for either reba or yem yeah, definitely on the Mount Rushmore, right? Um, you know, and uh, so, but I also think because it's the most, it's the, it's a song they play more than any other song. It's also one of those songs that's almost for me, and I'm just maybe telling myself a story, but it's, I almost want to say taken for granted sometimes, you know? It's so good. It's so brilliant. Of course, it's taken for granted. Yeah. And I'll, I'll admit, I hear it when I'm listening to the shows and the order that I'm listening to, I, I, I hear it every four shows, give or take. And I know it's coming. I'm like, okay, here we go. It's good. But it doesn't typically really, really get me going. And when they played it on Sunday night, uh, night three of Atlantic City, of course, we're doing couch tour and being able to watch it along with it. And when you consider so many things going on in that 20 minutes, there are so many things to look at and to watch. And I think um like everything from the music itself how at times chaotic and complicated it can seem it how composed and together it is and you know toggling between all the players and all the different things that are going on as the song is just telling the story and weaving this crazy path and it sort of gets into 
the main hook of the song and, and the build up to the like, ah boy and all that stuff um to the jam which is which is pretty structured a type one but a really really good jam and the trampolines adding that into it and i haven't even brought up Kuroda's lights and everything he's got going on at the same time there and then just before the vocal jam which is crazy to see and always different we've there's a lot of mixed opinions about it but to see it live in front of hearing hearing i use those air quotes about a hundred thousand people however many people were there it had to be 50 to 70 thousand people at that at that place quiet quiet to listen to those guys do that jam and before that trace is on his own dancing around like a fan in the crowd that whole 20 minutes i was just watching it going like holy shit i've been totally taking this song for granted and i maybe i was missing the visual component which i've seen before but that particular one it just made me think like wow like i i think it's gonna make me listen to that song differently than it has before i think that's a great synopsis Every time I hear that, because that was a song that hooked me, right? So every time I hear that song, it takes me yeah. back to takes me back to driving in my car to my godparents' house and just like literally feeling like I was punched in the chest and being like, I can't believe, I can't believe I'm listening to this and I can't believe somebody made this into like reality. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's uh say, by the way, I feel the exact same way. It's that song in Divided Sky that I am instantly taken back. Like it, I can almost relive that moment. It's so clear, that memory. Visceral. It's, it is, that's the best way to describe it because it was so powerful when it happened. This is one of those things that your life's never the same after that happens. Hmm. The TSN turning point. In a way, yes. <laughs> I don't think they do that anymore. And it's so much more, like I think about like the memory with Divided Sky, that beautiful, that beautiful part in the middle there. It's, it's your state where you are when you hear this song, right? Like when you're reflecting back on Yam, you need to remember where you were, where your mindset was when you heard it. Yeah. Because yeah. That, that will give you like the, that'll kind of give you the tip on what made you pay attention to it so well this time. Right. And for all of our fans, they'll know that uh, my first time was when you played that for me on the way to the Y, uh, the YMCA. Uh, we were sports kids. Um, yeah, I, and I remember that, you know, it's uh, where were you when you first heard fish? It's like, where were you when 9-11 happened? Where were you when Afghanistan got taken over by the Taliban? Holy shit. <laughs> uh, talk about gratitude. Anyways, uh, I was listening to, so I know you don't have Sirius Radio, but they, they have a show on Sirius, on Fish Sirius Radio called Crowd Control. Like anyone can do it. You build your like perfect set. Oh, your five song set yeah and then you tell stories around like why this is these songs are important i just never get tired of listening to the stories i think like a fan like anybody can just anybody man oh, anybody. That's cool yeah so the, i was listening to the one and sometimes they don't start with the intro sometimes they just start with music okay right so the 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 album version of reba comes on and i'm like exactly exactly you just shook your head i was like who in there right how often do you hear a studio song on the fish station? Well, so it says on Sirius Radio, it says the girl's name. It was a girl this time. And, and then they just started playing music. I'm like, what in the actual shit? Who's the moron? This is my exact thought. Who's the moron that picks, uh, that picks a studio track from Fish? So the song ends. Here she comes. She's like, you might be wondering who picks a studio song by Fish. Yeah. But here's the part that's awesome. Here's why storytelling is so powerful. She was like, my big sister was just leaving to go to college. 
think she was in and around somewhere in Indiana, close to Deer Creek. She pulled me into her room and she's like, you got to sit down and listen to this. And this was the song that she played, right? And when you hear that context, you're like, that makes perfect sense. She's like, I could have picked any of the thousand live versions that are all better, but this was the first song. So I got to stop here. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I get that hundred um, uh, percent. It's, it's for me, different band, Dave Matthews band. It was, it was uh, a song called Ants Marching, which, you know, that band, you know, really, really well. I um, it was in high school, late high school, and I was running a lot. I was running yeah. in the mornings or in the mornings, and I had the Walkman, like the tape, dude, like the old school tape Walkman. And I had, you know, I had all these mixed tapes, and I was playing them, and I was tired of everything that I had. And I went to my older brother's Walkman, and I took a tape out of it. It was, it was Devin's mix. And I took Devin's mix out of his thing and I put it into mine. It was running and it had a lot of like the mid nineties, like blues traveler, gin blossoms, that kind of stuff on it. And I was just in in the good part of my run. I remember where, where I was. And that song starts with a hard snare drum. Do you know that studio version of that song? Is that 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 Uh, one? uh, Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to cue it up and play it for you because it's, um, I, I know this is a fish. I love it. Relive the memory, man. I love it. I gotta log into my Apple Music here. Relive the memory. That's my But yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it um, similar to like it's. I think it's a census thing. Like I don't know about you, but I'll I'll smell certain perfumes or colognes, and it'll remind me of that person that I, you know, knew way back when that wore that same scent or whatever else. It just what's going on here. We might not be able to hear the song. I, this is the third time I'm putting my password into my. Just go to YouTube. Ah, YouTube, come on. All right, here we go. Uh, oh, you're right. one of those guys. I only listen to. I only listen to analog. No. <laughs> I, do that. I uh I love those guys though. Um, I don't know many, but uh, when I used to work at Best Buy, I got a lot of opinionated people about music. And you gotta listen to the vinyl. I'm like, really. It's like a bunch of shitty rubber around my house. How about I just click play on this device here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. You ready? Yeah, let her rip. Come on, for fuck's sakes. So yeah, again, the, bass, the bass playing on that is outstanding. So again, context, right? I'm coming off of a lot of like your typical grunge and rock from that from that era. It was early in the morning, like yeah. the first line of the song. He wakes up in the morning, and it was just the way it grabbed me. I was like, "What is this?" The clarinet, and 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 it was just a different kind of sound, and it just grabbed me. So totally, totally get that totally get that and that's what it's that's what it's all about i've got that with a lot of songs from fish when i was getting back on the train i can remember you know first getting uh, some of the video downloads and i got new year's eve from 2017 and i put it on and opened with karimi and i was like oh, what's this song this must be a new song i said to myself to myself i says so <laughs> you know what you know what sucks for our 
our our fans, our audiences, uh, uh, you laugh at a lot of things that I say, but you've got the silent laugh. They have no idea that you're. Oh, I think it's great. Yeah, you're right. You're right. There's no context. Maybe maybe they can feel me laughing. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I I just got that when when you sent me. I want to say it was the Baker's Dozen Chalk Dust Torture. Uh huh. You know, I remember watching that. I was in the middle of a woodworking project and I took a break. I was sanding and my, my hand was vibrating because I'm holding the sander forever. And I took that 25, 30 minute break to watch that jam. It was just like, fuck, so good. So I Dude, got it. So I remember, I think that's the one thing that sucks about being an adult when it comes to music is growing up. I had moments like that with all my favorite bands. Cause at one point in time, your favorite bands you've never heard of before. Yes. Which I remember like, I remember hearing like bring it on home by Led Zeppelin and war pigs by black Sabbath. Mm. And yeah. you're just like, Oh, what in the fuck is actually happening right now? <laughs> like, like these things just grab you, you know? And, 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 and that's why like when you're older, and like you hear like other people, like you watch your kids go through it with like the songs that they love and you get the feeling, you just don't, you don't hear it with that song. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I see. I mean, it, 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 my kids are really little and, but I, I see how much Grace gets into certain She's songs. excited, right? She's into it. She's feeling it. She's, she's, you know, Charlie's, Charlie's more of a groover. She's, she loves fish. She really, yeah. They ask for meat sticks still all the time. Cause it's an awesome song they love meat stick it's just yeah so good but how meat stick what's that meat stick yet i haven't heard of meat stick by the way i have a couple songs as openers i'm like oh yeah i think uh i think this one would be a good opener that we haven't heard like what like um what's the casbot vox one that they haven't played that's really good um uh, i'm bringing it here now thank you we are come to outlive our brain. They haven't played that yet? I don't think so. I thought, well, I don't think they played that one. Yeah, man. What, you, the review you sent me of that dude from Indiana who was, who was reviewing Dear Dear. Played, we are come to outlive our brain? Yeah, because he acronymed it. Well, like it was a really long. Are you sure? Yeah, dude, I'm looking it up now. Oh, not top songs. It's wrong with me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, but that's a great song. Those songs came, it's funny how those came together. It's, uh, let's see here. We are coming to outlive our brains. Last time played August 6th, Deer Creek. Okay. Boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> and boom goes the dynamite. Have we gotten a camel walk yet? No. Still no camel walk. Really, so I don't know they played. They played the sloth, that was awesome. Yeah, I I called that one night as my opener early on. I think. Yeah, you did on the tour, and I was incorrect about ever, that. Ever open with the sloth? Has that ever been an opening song? I think they open with that. If dude, if I'm right on this, I am gonna be like, I'm gonna flex right now. I think they open with that. December the twenty eighth, two thousand eleven. Okay, well, hold on. Let me let me let me let me do let me be the one with the honors. 2011, December August 28th. 28th, December 28th, December 28th, 28th or 29th, might be the 29th. I want to yeah. say the 20th. Well, it wasn't December the 28th of 2011. 29th. Yeah, get flexing, buddy. The 29th. Shit, yeah. Now, do you want to know why I know that? 
this isn't, this isn't that big of a flex and I'll tell you why. Uh, so one of the most famous fish podcasts is Analyze Fish with um, Harris Whittles, who passed away of an accidental drug overdose. He was a writer on Parks and Recreation. And uh, he was trying to convince this guy who runs a podcast network called um, uh, Earwolf, uh, Scott Ackerman, to like, Harris was a huge fish fan and he's trying to get this guy to like fish. And the whole bit about the show was that he was resistant to liking fish. And uh, he convinced him to go to a show with him. And that was the show that he took him to. And he took shrooms and they dropped a bean. They did all kinds of different things. And the best episode of that series was when they recapped that night because he brought audio to the show. They're meeting fans. They're doing all these things. That's the only reason that I know that. It's not because I'm a, a sloth master. It's just, uh, I remember it from that episode. But that's definitely worth a listen. If you're going to uh, spend an hour listening to a fish podcast, that's probably a good one to check out. That, uh, that version of the sloth, um really struck me because i was listening to trey's playing and i was like i was just picturing like playing those lines on the guitar for that part because it's like really dissonant and weird and yet it just works brilliantly with that song yeah yeah he's uh yeah it's a different song um they call me the sloth way down in the kettle never, they can, they can play anything from game head from game game henge as far as i'm concerned he can just mm. never go wrong I wanted to play you one more thing. Um, last time I was talking about uh, Paige and how, uh, you know, I, he had so much to, to the songs. He's very seldomly the lead guy and the one that's driving the main thing, but he's just so consistent and always adding things. And I think somebody posted that they're kind of calling this kind of new, bit of a new sound, space funk. Right, there's the he's gone a lot heavier on the synths and a lot. It it, it seems a little okay. Bit... Before before you continue, I do have a serious question. Yeah, Are, we're calling it 4.0, right? I think so. I think yeah. You know what? We we said we come back to that. I I think we brought it up. We said you know let's let's, let's watch it and, and and see. It seems different enough. I agree. I fully right. agree. Well, the fact that they're calling it space funk or synth funk. Well, means that it sounds different. Yeah, those terms are getting tossed around, but you can see the elements of the set flow and, and, and yeah, it's different. New guitar, slightly different sound, tone, tone's different. Uh, Mike's using different effects. It is way heavier on the synths. I mean, Fishman's wearing a dress that's purple and fucking neon green all of a sudden. The hell? So when did, when did that start? That just new this tour, the purple and yellow dress? Oh, you're asking, dude, I can't remember what happened this morning. So maybe, I don't know. Yeah, it's a detail. Somebody, somebody's got to know. But I, yeah, I picked it up a few shows in, I think the third night. I was like, oh, he's wearing a different one. Um, uh, anyway, so yeah, I think it's, I think it's 4.0. I think it is. I would, I would agree. I don't think it's, I don't even, I think it's like a no brainer. I don't even think you can argue that it's still 3.0. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. All right. Well, you know what we'll do? Um, is there anything else that you wanted to bring up? No, I think that's good. Okay, so why don't we listen to the part that I wanted to play it to go out. I'll put on um, basically the crescendo of You Enjoy Myself, yeah. But yeah. specifically, I was really, really liking Paige's keys during the Washu Fisi, Jaime Tufarenzi part. Um, it just sort of caught me and grabbed me. I wanted to kind of get your take on it. So let me okay. cue it up first. So you're going you're gonna to cue it up and we're going to chat about it and then we're going to... Thank you. 
yeah so that's he i don't know if you caught that like he just the way he's his fingers are like rubber the way he he plays that synthy funky sound he just bounce his fingers he's not like i don't know so, of course of course i caught it um i don't know i i i, I like all their playing every time I've, I've i've listened multiple times to all of their lines um i just love how it all fits together and uh how they never crowd each other in the mix it's unbelievable actually it's really true i i um that's a really good way to put it they somebody said that i heard that they they have an ability the the four of them to play so assertively well yeah you would almost think it'd be natural for somebody to kind of step back a bit while the other ones kind of go. They don't tend to do that. They just commit to what they're doing yeah, and have an ability to really fill those little gaps and, and, and complement each other in a way that's just coming back to the point we said earlier to replace one of those four just seems, seems impossible. You know, it's, it's funny. I think I realize it now. I didn't realize it as a kid, um, one of the things that I think made Fish sound so different from the other bands, not just note choice, it was their commitment to the music versus their commitment to their skill or for lack of better terms, like their persona as the player. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I listened to like a lot of Shredders, you know, and stuff growing up and, you know, Ingve Malmsteen is a, is a terrific example, right? The guy can shred to the cows come home. He's got great taste. He knows, you know, the, the songs are really good, but it's all about Ingve. It's all about Ingve all the time. And his skill. It's all about Ingve versus this is about the song. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, well said. Well said. I won't, I won't disagree <laughs> with that. Um, you know, there's, there's, although they're rock stars, there's not a lot of that type of, behavior it's not a lot of that stuff you know yeah i agree apart from when trey's doing the first two <laughs> that's when he, he's got the knee kick going this move <laughs> the, the get down low and look like this guy like you're dodging bullets or something like i don't i don't know like, I, like this one. I like when this one starts to happen when he starts rocking or what about when he does this when he's just like locked in and his he's just looking like just like he's catching flies in his mouth but either way it's uh yeah so good so we've got uh i guess not long now next weekend week in a bit to go back and you can sort of search through some highlights and hopefully everything goes ahead as scheduled and as planned and um um yeah let me know if you want to get together um west coast though right so the time shift will be on the shows won't start for us until i was thinking about that when he said he might want to come up for the gorge they're not going to start till 10 30 our time yeah, you're right. So, <laughs> which for me, not a big deal, but I know uh, you're typically waking up <laughs> around the time that show will be over. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. I'll have to think about that. You let me know. Okay, buddy. Okay, man. Have a great week. Take care, everybody. Yeah, bye. You've been listening to Ticket to Gamehenge. In addition to wherever you find your podcasts, you can find us on Instagram, YouTube, and of course, TicketToGameHenge.com where you can grab a free chapter of the book, How to Get Your Friends Into Fish. Make sure you subscribe to stay up to date on the latest episodes. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, keep sharing in the groove.